This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings early and ad-free on Wondery Plus. Tonight, we're in London with the dire warning from the White House of an immediate threat of a Russian invasion in Ukraine as President Biden sends 3,000 more U.S. troops to the region. With Russian troops amassing near the Ukraine border, the White House today warning a Russian attack could begin with an aerial bombing and missiles, and that all transit by air, rail, and road will be cut off. The risk is now high enough, and the threat is immediate enough. It is the time to leave now. Vaccines for young kids delayed. The stunning news from Pfizer about its shot for kids under five. Plus, how long the CDC says that booster shot protects you. Breaking up the blockade after five days of traffic halted at the busiest border crossing between the U.S. and Canada, why law enforcement can now be sent in to clear the traffic. SWAT standoff. Nine police officers hurt in Phoenix after a suspect opens fire. Olympic scandals, investigations over doping charges and sexual harassment allegations overshadow the Beijing Games. Super Bowl countdown, what to expect from the big game, the halftime show and those multi-million dollar commercials. And it's Friday, so we go on the road with the 35-year-old musical tradition that will bring a smile to your face and tears to your eyes. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting tonight from London. 
And good evening from London, and thank you for joining us on this busy Friday night. We're going to begin with ominous warnings from the Biden administration that Russia has the troops in place to possibly invade Ukraine at any time, and that American citizens should leave the country within the next 48 hours. Other countries, including Britain, are urging their citizens to do the same. And as we come on the air, President Biden is pressing to get on the phone with Russian President Vladimir Putin soon in his ongoing attempts to de-escalate the crisis which sent shockwaves through the financial markets today. The Dow, Nasdaq, and S&P plummeted on fears of war. Russia for months has been surrounding Ukraine with troops, saying it wants to enforce red lines to make sure that its former Soviet neighbor doesn't join the NATO alliance. Russia is now conducting massive military drills with neighboring Belarus. And also tonight, a brand new CBS News poll finds a slight majority of Americans would prefer the U.S. stay out of negotiations with Russia and Ukraine. Well, we have got every angle of this crisis covered. CBS's MTS Tayeb is at the front lines in Ukraine. But we're going to begin with CBS's Nancy Cordes at the White House. Good evening, Nancy. Good evening, Nora. And tonight, CBS News has learned that the U.S. has picked up new intelligence indicating that Russian commanders have been told to be ready for a possible invasion by the 16th. That's just five days away. Americans living in Ukraine got a blunt warning today. There will be no U.S. rescue operation if they get trapped. White House officials call this a sign of escalation. Video and satellite images showing more Russian troops arriving at the Ukrainian border. It prompted this video call today between President Biden and a dozen other NATO leaders as U.S. officials urged all Americans in Ukraine to depart now. The president will not be putting the lives of our men and women in uniform at risk by sending them into a war zone to rescue people who could have left now but chose not to. The State Department estimates there are roughly 6,000 Americans living in Ukraine. The U.S. has begun pulling personnel from its embassy in Kyiv. What has changed over the past 24 or 48 hours to lead to your new level of concern? Uh, I'm not going to get into intelligence information, but if you look at the disposition of forces in both Belarus and in Russia... The Russians are in a position to be able to mount a major military action in Ukraine any day now. A U.S. official tells CBS News Russia has now arrayed nearly 80 percent of the forces it needs to launch a full-scale invasion of Ukraine with more troops en route. That's up from 70 percent just a week ago. The first U.S. military convoy reached neighboring Romania this week as the defense secretary ordered 3,000 more troops to head to Poland from Fort Bragg. In an interview with NBC News, the president was asked what circumstances would prompt him to send troops to Ukraine itself. They're not. That's a world war when Americans and Russians start shooting at one another. President Biden is slated to speak with Russian President Vladimir Putin again by phone tomorrow morning. White House officials tell us that Putin had wanted to wait until Monday, but the White House won out. Nora. Nancy Cordes at the White House. Thank you. Today, Secretary of State Antony Blinken said that Russia could invade at any time, including during the Olympics. And a U.S. official tells CBS News that those Russian military exercises in the Black Sea this weekend could serve as a rolling start to the invasion. We get the latest from CBS's MTS Tayeb on the ground in Ukraine. Day and night, these Ukrainian border patrolmen monitor the northern front. It's a no-man's land a narrow sliver of territory that separates Ukraine and Belarus 
and is less than an hour's drive from Russia's military exercises. It's almost eerily quiet here, but make no mistake, this is perhaps one of the most tense borders in the world. Commander Margarita Vershinina is the woman in charge. She says, we'll use everything we have to keep our borders safe. But how Ukrainian forces will defend themselves against this is anyone's guess. The fear now is Russia's massive military drills in Belarus could soon become a horrifying reality, with the State Department warning too few Americans are heeding President Biden's advice to leave Ukraine. Brian Best, a California native who lives in Kyiv with his Ukrainian wife and two children, says he has a lot to consider. Will you stay? I will stay, yeah, because uh, this is my home. But I suppose if Russia did occupy Ukraine, that would be my, my time to leave. Tonight, Russia is denying it has any plans to invade and is accusing the West of spreading lies as the people of Ukraine brace for what could be all-out war. Nora. MTS Tayeb, thank you. We want to turn now to the pandemic and what is sure to be a major disappointment for millions of families with small children. FDA advisors have put the brakes on their push to speed Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine for children ages six months to four years. The agency said they needed more data before giving the green light. CBS's Nikki Batiste reports. Tonight, parents of children under five will have to wait even longer for them to be vaccinated against COVID. Pfizer says it needs more time to submit its FDA application for two-dose regimen and will wait to get a complete picture with its data on a third shot. Dr. Peter Hotez is a vaccine expert at Texas Children's Hospital. You know, some people see this as a sign there's trouble. I see this as a sign that our regulators are on top of this. Only 23% of kids ages 5 to 11 in the U.S are fully vaccinated and nearly 57 percent of 12 to 17 year olds have had at least two doses. Today the CDC reported that the effectiveness of booster shots in preventing hospitalizations and emergency room visits due to Omicron may decline over time. From around 90 percent uh, two months after the booster which is great versus now 60 to 70 percent after four or five months and so the question is will this continue to decline. As many states drop public mask mandates, the debate over masks in classrooms is heating up. Oh my God! This father in upstate New York was forcibly dragged out of a school board meeting for refusing to put on a mask. And Georgia's governor is introducing a bill that allows parents, not school districts or states, to decide if their child should be masked in class. Nobody seems to be following the data and the science anymore. They're following the politics. Pfizer says it expects to have data on a three-dose vaccine regimen for children under five in early April. In the meantime, the FDA says family members should be vaccinated and wear masks to help protect unvaccinated kids. Nora? Nikki Batiste with that news. Thank you. And now to some breaking news on that so-called Freedom Convoy. A Canadian judge tonight ordering the protesters at the Ambassador Bridge to end their five-day blockade. It's not clear if or when law enforcement will be sent in to remove the demonstrators. CBS's Chris Van Cleve reports from Detroit on the growing economic impact and the threat of similar protests in other U.S. cities. 
Tonight, the five-day Canadian border blockade protesting vaccine mandates is hitting the automakers, costing Michigan workers millions in lost wages and prompting President Biden to raise his concerns with Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. This uh, effort has the potential to have a huge impact on workers and the American public. Supply shortages are already forcing production disruptions at auto plants in Canada and several states. The supply chain breakdown has flooded Paul Russo's Detroit area warehouse. These are for automakers. That is who correct. Can't make cars without it. That's correct. Yeah, without this material, you're not making a car. He's got five million tons of steel and aluminum that should have been delivered across the closed Ambassador Bridge to Canadian auto plants. How frustrating is this for you as a business owner? I'm throwing my hands up and saying, guys, I can't do nothing. I can't control the border. And it's all costing you money. It's costing us big dollars. For automakers, the bridge closure is costing them about $700 million and counting. Some are chartering cargo planes to fly parts across the border, and major facilities could be shut down if the blockade drags on. Uh, those shutdowns are, are just going to be uh, catastrophic. Pressure is mounting on the Canadian government, who today declared a state of emergency over the blockade. This unlawful activity has to end, and it will end. There's also growing evidence the protest effort may be largely funded by Americans. A GoFundMe page that raised millions for the Canadian protesters was shut down last week. The judge told protesters they have to be out tonight. But we are hearing now reports of a potential trucker protest in the U.S. this weekend headed for a border crossing near Buffalo. Nora? Chris Van Cleve, thanks. Scandals at the Winter Olympics are overshadowing the Games. The Russian doping controversy is still ongoing. And now two members of the U.S. snowboard team are under investigation for alleged sexual misconduct and racist behavior. CBS's Jamie Yukis is in Beijing with the details. The International Testing Agency has confirmed a sample taken last December from star Russian figure skater Kamila Valieva came back positive for a banned performance-enhancing heart drug. Earlier this week, the Russian anti-doping agency immediately suspended Valieva, but then reversed the decision and cleared her to practice for next week's individual competition. The Russians had just captured first place, ahead of the Americans in Monday's team event. Now, the IOC and the World Anti-Doping Association are appealing to reimpose that suspension, an emergency hearing to determine Valieva's fate, which could ultimately determine the official winners of the team event, is expected any day. We hope that the whole issue can be expedited in the interests of every athlete. The U.S. ski and snowboarding team is saying it's investigating a former team member's allegations of racism against her then-teammate and sexual harassment dating back years by current coach Peter Foley, which he has since denied. Sean White's final competition. As for the games, Sean White's legendary 20-year career came to a bittersweet end in the halfpipe. Oh, and clips the wall. He finished without a medal, but proud as his fellow athletes paid tribute. Just to cheer the crowd and some kind words from my fellow competitors at the bottom, and um, I'm so happy. <laughs> Michaela Schifrin, one of the U.S.'s top medal contenders in skiing, has had three heartbreaking runs where she either did not finish or she missed the podium. These were in what were considered her best events. It is now up to her whether she wants to enter her two remaining events. Nora? Jamie Yukis, thank you. 
From the snow and ice of the Olympics to the gridiron of the Super Bowl, the big game is just days away and the final preparations are being put in place for the teams, the halftime show and the high-profile commercials. CBS's Carter Evans reports from Los Angeles. Just before kickoff on Super Bowl Sunday, the skies above SoFi will come alive. America's fastest fighter jets will do a flyover during the national anthem to honor the U.S. Air Force. And we got a preview from inside the cockpit. The takeoff is just so powerful. On the ground, emotions are sky high from both the Rams and the Bengals. It's just an exciting moment. Everybody thinks about it forever. There's a lot of good positive juice. I mean, everybody's excited about this. But it's not just a game. Please. Do you have barbecue or cheddar jalapeno? This year, a 30-second commercial during the game sells for a record $7 million. You can expect a return of the Clydesdales, a Super Bowl staple. For the first time ever, the halftime show is all hip-hop. We're going to open more doors for hip-hop artists in the future. But a new controversy as Snoop Dogg was sued this week by a woman who claims he sexually assaulted her in 2013. Snoop Dogg has not responded directly to the lawsuit. All the excitement inside the stadium may have to wait for the more than 70,000 fans who first have to prove they're vaccinated or COVID negative. We're following the county guidelines, which are uh, two-shot vaccination or negative tests. We will have some testing available on site, though. As a last resort before you turn someone away. That is a last resort, correct. Now, as out-of-town fans begin to arrive here in L.A., they may be shocked at how hot it is here. We are under a winter heat advisory right now. Temperatures could be close to 90 degrees by kickoff. If that happens, it would set a record for the Super Bowl. Nora? That is hot. Carter Evans, thank you. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Nine police officers in Phoenix were hit in a hail of bullets when a gunman ambushed them today. Five officers were shot and four wounded by shrapnel or ricocheting bullets. All are expected to survive. Police ordered another person in the house to bring out a baby who was inside. Police later found the gunman dead. An injured woman later died at the hospital. The baby was not hurt. And tonight, a look at the first selfie shot by the James Webb Space Telescope. It shows the observatory's 21-foot-wide primary mirror. As it orbits the sun a million miles from Earth, another image shows a mosaic of multiple blurry images of a star, which may not look like much now, but that star is being used to align the 18 segments that make up the telescope's main mirror. For this week's On the Road, CBS's Steve Hartman checks into a hotel with quite the view, but even better... Acoustics. Every year, 600 of the best high school singers from across Kentucky gather to practice and perform in Louisville's convention center. And all these booming voices have to stay somewhere. It can get a little noisy. For that reason, the Hyatt Regency offers earplugs. Just in case. Knowing a gross violation of the quiet hours is not only likely... It's a 35-year tradition. Back in 1987, 
Late one night, a small group of kids, still wired from practice, gathered along the balcony here. Everybody's chatting away, waving hi to each other. Choir director Brett Burton was a student at the time. There's just certain things that happen in life that, that leave a memory on you. And this is one of them. Mm -hmm. It was just something amazing. Today, the same wonder unfolds in much the same way. The waving, the ruckus, and then, out of nowhere, the hum. Someone sings a pitch. It can be anyone from anywhere. Once one person starts, everyone wants to be a part of it. And eventually the entire hotel catches on. And then you're singing the national anthem. Some say it's the acoustics, others the sheer volume of talent. But whatever the reason, one thing is clear. Whoever opted for the earplugs made a grave mistake. It's like a cylinder of sound. It's all around you. So surreal. It's And it's completely organic. There's no planning or adult direction. This is all kids from all walks of life who every year make it a priority to fill this hotel atrium with a riveting reminder that we are not a nation of soloists, but a chorus of shared values that when joined together, resonate like nothing the world has ever heard. Steve Hartman, On the Road. In Louisville, Kentucky. I don't know about you, but I needed that tonight. And to hear the anthem in its entirety, you can go to our Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at CBS Evening News. Sunday on Face the Nation, markets guests include White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan. And that's tonight's CBS Evening News with thanks to our London Bureau. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Have a great weekend. If you enjoy tuning in to the CBS Evening News, there are official T-shirts, hats, mugs, and more available for purchase at ParamountShop.com. These products are perfect for any fan of Evening News, and you can take 20% off with code EVENING20. That's 20% off all CBS Evening News products with code EVENING20 at ParamountShop.com. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds. But none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Varian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in, no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist. Two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? They couldn't sing. But Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies and takes a never-before-heard look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when the truth came out, Rob and Fab were the only ones who got burned. Looking back now, it's hard not to wonder, why did everyone blame them? and not the man pulling the strings. Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.